Blog Talk Radio. Facebook, 
on my web, on, excuse me, on my Facebook page, Brother Prater, also on YouTube. I would like to say a big hello, hello to everyone who have supported. Thank you all for y'all continued prayers and support. <clears throat> what I want to do, I want to do, I'm gonna do something different today. Um, today, I had uh, a subject matter in mind that I was going to speak about, uh, knowing that this month is the first Sunday in June that we celebrate uh, Father's Day. But today, um, there were some things that uh, transpired. I will tell y'all um, later on throughout the week. I'll make a special video and podcast to really just um, share some things. But <clears throat> this morning, I woke up, and um, there was something that was really on my heart, and I shared it on Facebook, the message that uh, God began to really deal with me on. Um, I wrote today, I said, Prayer and praise will not only get you out of the storm, but it will also prepare you for a storm. God will never let his children be unequipped when their trust is in him. Hashtag your praise will get you through it. And so today, I just feel the need to come on here and tell you all that God will carry you through it. You know, a lot of things that we don't know what tomorrow may hold, we hear that so often, but that is true. But one of the things I always try to not just encourage people, but also encourage myself. I tell people, I tell people this, those that are ministers, we go through the same thing that people go through, people that are outside of the pulpit. Those that are Christians go through some of the same disappointments, heartbreaks, loss, grief, hurt, pain that people who are not Christians go through. But the beautiful thing about it, even though we may go through the same experience, we have someone that's there with us in the midst of the storm. And so this morning, that was really on me. And for those that was with me yesterday, uh, Thank God we had a, a great event. I was able to first go to a, a Father's Day event and then also um, uh, go to a speaking engagement, and God really just blessed at both events. And so yesterday, it was really um, an impactful event, not just to me, but for me. And then this morning, waking up and just having a lot of things and situations to transpire it made me see, matter of fact, <clears throat> backtracking this morning, when I first opened up my eyes, there was a video that was on my phone, and it was about praise, prayer. And then throughout the day, had some things transpire, and God was letting me know that a lot of times, when we get ready to do something that God has for us to do, or when we have done something that God has for us to do, if we have ministered to someone, if we have done something, if we have fulfilled the purpose of plan that God has for us, for that day, for that moment, whatever, believe it or not, the devil is going to get mad. The devil is going to try to retaliate. The devil going to try to sabotage something. It's like whenever there's a big 
celebration, a spiritual celebration, the devil going to always try to wrench in something to bring a distraction. And so what I want to share with you all, <clears throat> because I know there are a lot of people that are going through something right now. There's a lot of people that are hurt. I've had so many classmates in my class, not just someone I went to school with, but in my class of 91 at David W. Carter, I've had had people that I went to school with and that were in my graduating class, they have lost their parents. Within the past, look like two weeks, there were, that I can remember, like four, four or five. I don't remember how many, but it seemed like a lot of people are losing their loved ones. A lot of people are going through something. A lot of people are hurt. A lot of people have experienced things that were outside of their schedule or outside of the plan that they thought. We are going through something, just about everybody going through something. But one of the things I found out in the midst of what we're dealing with, in the midst of what we're going through, God promised that he would be with us and carry us through it. But what I found out when I began to examine my own situation, whatever I dealt with in the past, uh, the loss of my sister, going through a divorce, going through a heartbreak, disappointment, all these things, one of the things I found out going back and relying upon my roots of prayer, praise, and obedience to God. I found out, and I'm a firm believer, when you're going through something, never, ever lose your praise to God. Never lose your prayer to God. I can't speak for everybody, but I'm going to tell you what has really helped me and for me to be able to just see the pattern in the Bible where when men of God, when people of God have gone through something, they always prayed. And I found out sometimes, even in the worst situation that you can think of, still pray. Still pray. And I found out, even when it's hard, I'm telling you, when it's hard, don't stop praying. Pray. And I found out just like for those who have exercised, sometimes you can exercise, you can run, you can keep running until you get tired. But I found out even when you're tired, keep on running because what happened, there's a second wind that comes back to you. And if you think about it, if that can happen in the natural, understand that it can happen in the spiritual. Now, when I was so weak, when I was so hurt to pray, and a lot of people think, oh, man, you must have been going through something, or you must have been sinning or whatever. No, I'm telling you this. Even when I lost my sister, the first thing, the first thing God told me was to pray and thank God. Praise him. Pray. And when I did, I did it. I couldn't think about how hurt I was. Was God being selfish? No. But he understood that that was for my benefit. There was a burden lifter when I began to do that. As I began to pray, I, I had to cut everything out and think about God. Think about how good he's been to me. Think about how he blessed me to have a sister for 45 years and the relationship that we had. I began to think about that and think about it was all orchestrated by God. It was all orchestrated because he chose me to be her brother out of all the people in the world. And even disappointments I've dealt with in my life, heartbreaks, 
that I dealt with in my life. Even when my, I'm going to tell you this, I, I, I don't know if I ever shared this um, on the podcast, but when my son's mother was carrying him in her womb, she called me one day. She was going to uh, get a physical. You know, just uh, she went to the OBGYN, and she called me when I was at work and told me that her protein level was so high they was gonna have to remove him immediately. And I believe, I'm not mistaken, she was right at the six, at the end of the sixth month of her pregnancy, six going to seven, or something, or seven going to eight, one or the other. No, I'm sorry, six going to seven. And I work in downtown Dallas, and it was rush hour traffic. It was about 4-something p.m., and I drove like a bed out of Chicago. And I began to start praying. I, I was beginning to start praying. And as I began to start praying for my son, because we had already picked out the name, Dylan, D-I-L-L-O-N, that's very important. Remember that name and the spelling of his name. D-I-L-L-O-N, his first name. His middle name was Nathaniel. So I prayed. I said, God, you heal Dylan. You protect Dylan. I was praying, and God told me while I was driving, God told me, quit praying saying his name. Quit quit praying saying Dylan's name. Okay, what do you want me to do? He said, quit praying saying his name. Start praying, saying the meaning of his name. Okay. So Dylan, D-I-L-L-O-N, that particular spelling of the name Dylan means faithful. Now, there is another spelling that you can have, D-Y-L-A-N. That means something else. But when, but when we chose the name for our child, we wanted to make sure that it gave tribute to our Heavenly Father, knowing the meaning of his name. Dylan means faithful. Nathaniel means gift of God. So when I begin to start praying, I said, God, you are faithful to your word. God, when you give gifts, you don't give damaged goods. So God, we need you to not just heal and protect my son, but protect your child, because I'm his earthly father, but you're his spiritual father, and you're my spiritual father. So, God, I'm relying upon you because I don't know what to do. I'm a first-time finna be a new father, but, God, you've been a father for many, 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 many years. You've been a father to me. You were a father to my father's father. You were a father to my father. So, God, I don't know what to do, but you know everything to do. So, God, I'm entrusting my son into your hands. I begin to start praying there and praising God. And next thing you know, as I'm driving, I begin to start seeing. I begin to start seeing my son, how he was going to look when he was a teenager, when he was an adult. I begin to start seeing. I'm like, wow, wow. And God was giving me the assurance that everything was going to be all right. But in order for me to get that assurance that everything was going to be all right, I had to pray and trust God. See, in the midst of the situation that I was dealing with, God was letting me know, don't stop being a praiser and a worshiper. Those that know me, I love to worship. I'm, I'm a worshiper. I'm a worshiper. So with the praise, you know, praise, hey, praise get us to God, but worship, have God come down to you. 
And so I wanted to just throw that in to let you know that when I was going through so much, and I'm going to tell you something. Excuse me. When it boils down to it, there are some things it's gonna be hard. There are some things that's gonna be hard that you're gonna face. There are some things that's gonna be hard that you are facing right now. But the key thing is, in the hardest thing that you face, it actually flexes our spiritual muscles to praise and trust God and worship God, even in the midst of the most difficult situation that you dealt with. I'm telling you from personal experience. It's like God see his child going through and can still praise and worship him and trust in him in the midst of the difficult situation. It ain't our responsibility to be uplifted. It's God's responsibility to uplift us and encourage us to minister to our heart, to massage our heart, because we're saying, God, in the midst of my hurt, my my hope and my trust and my, my, my worship to you is more important than the hurt that I'm dealing with. Look, see, it's easy for us to praise God when everything's going well. It's easy for us it's easy for anybody. We know a lot of people who are celebrities or who may just be wealthy. They ain't even saved. But they may even say, I thank God because of what they got. A lot of people praise God or acknowledge God based upon what they have or a pleasant or a comfortable situation. But the other person is revealed during conflict, during the storm, during crisis, during situations. That doesn't mean it feels good. No, it doesn't feel good. Like I said, you know, many of y'all that may have listened to me, and I have a lot of first-time viewers, first-time listeners, I want to say thank you. But for those, I have to tell you all the story. And there are some who have seen me and in, 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 in know part of my story. You know, I want to just share that even for those who may not know that I had lost my sister back March the 3rd of 2019. Like I said, that was the most difficult storm I've dealt with. I didn't just lose a sister. Just look here. Forget about siblings. I got many other siblings. I lost my friend. I lost my best friend. But yet still, the first thing I had to think about, God, I don't know what to do. I didn't know. I didn't know. I've never been in that situation before. So allegiance, my allegiance that was to God, it automatically made me go to him as the first line of defense. For him to come come to my aid, cause I need. I ain't gonna lie to you. I know I'm a preacher and all that stuff. I don't care about the title. I don't care about the position. I just want to be real with y'all. Let y'all know where I was at, emotionally, and mentally, and spiritually. Now, did I think about giving up on God? No, because I knew that was the only that was the only help I knew. That was the only help. I didn't know how I was gonna get through it, but I knew that I always said to trust God. And also, this is for me to just throw this out to you all. When I began to start praying, when I lost my sister, you know what God told me? God told me, yeah, you brother pray to that be on social media and all that stuff. You tell people 
to trust God. You tell people to obey God. You tell people to worship God. You tell people to give your life to God. But see, at that moment, God told me from this point on, I've always told people about him. Now I'm in a position where I got to show them what God can do. I have to be the one to show people everything that I said about God is going to be true through the demonstration in my life. So, like I said, I'm I'm no different than you all. I go through the storm. And in the midst of me going through the storm, I take it upon myself to help people to get out of the storm, even if I'm just getting into the storm. But I found out in the midst of me encouraging someone, in the midst of me praying for someone, in the midst of me interceding for someone, in the midst of me ministering to someone, by product, God is helping them, but he also helping me through me helping them. So I want to tell you, Everything that you heard about God and what he can do, he didn't just do it in Bible times and left us abandoned here during this time. We are in a situation that we got to trust God. We are in a situation right now that we have no other help because all of our sources and resources that we depended upon is failing us. The people that you have depended upon, that you thought that was your homeboy, homegirl, your boo, the relationship you thought that was going to last forever and come to find out you were just being used, that friend that you thought that that was going to always have your back, that was going to be your ride and die party and come to find out they were just using you and they tucked their tail and left when they couldn't get no more out of you. As long as you were saying, yes, I'm there with you, I'm there. as long as you were supporting them, they had your back. But as soon as you couldn't support anymore, then they were gone. That may or may not be over somebody's head, but I guarantee you, if you be real with yourself, that was you. They were dealing with that, that you thought that you'd never lose that friendship and kind of find out. Situations occurred to reveal that that was no friend at all. So I'm telling you, this right here, it really caught my attention in a situation I've dealt with in my life. But I don't mind throwing myself under the bus to let people know because I want people to see behind the scene or behind a pulpit to show y'all that God can help us to overcome whatever pit the devil try to make us slip into. Even if we slip into it our own because of our disobedience. God will help us even in the course of a decision or a mistake that we made. I'm telling you this. Also, in the midst of him helping us, we got to deal with the consequences. But God loves us so much, even in the midst of the consequences that we have to face because of our disobedience, he's willing to help us. There, I found that there's a lot of people, when you're really in need and you're going through something, like I said, your true friends are revealed. Your true friends are revealed and your enemies are revealed. But in the midst of that, God will, God will help us in the midst of whatever situation that we're in to let us know, hey, you know what? You're going to get through this. Every day I wake up and every day you wake up, that's an opportunity for God to let us know, you know what? It ain't over with. Your assignment ain't over with. Your purpose ain't done. I used to think 
but maybe we the one that dictate the 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 time frame of our purpose or our plan. There have been many people that said, "Well, you know what, I'm done," or "You know what, enough is enough." Funny, God can tell you, you know what, it ain't over with. Yeah, but God, my biological clock is 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 almost over. He said, "Well, that's your perception based upon." what you think but there's something that you don't know because that biological clock that you might be relying upon that might be you looking at somebody else's biological clock but that ain't the biological clock that i have for you you see it's so funny that we put the limit on god sometimes based upon our own situation our own insecurity or our own past we have dealt with or sometimes the people who may have done us wrong, the people that may have said all these negative, hurtful things or done some hurtful things to us, we allow that to define who we are. Excuse me. We allow that to define who we is. But God is saying, look here, I know you've had friends, you've had family, you've had people who may have talked you down, but how about you listen to what I got to say about you? Have you noticed that a lot of time it's negative words that come to us when we're about to get ready to do something? Have you noticed that? When it seems like you're doing something beyond what people are known you for, have known you for, it seems like that's when people that's when the doubters, that's when the the discouragers, oh well, I don't know why you're doing that. You know, Chai, Garrett, look here, you might as well just give that up. But how about you Put everything that you heard about God, everything you've been taught about God, everything you've heard what other people have said about God. You've heard the testimonies of others, and now God is trying to give you a testimony for yourself. And I'm telling you, God wants you to do what he told you to do and stop relying upon somebody else's identity or what they said about you. Because to be honest with you, I'm going to say it like this. Nobody defines you or even can confine you. God already established you even before the foundation of the earth. He already knew that you were going to be here. You didn't know. Even in the Bible, it tells us, I've known you even when you were in your mother's womb. He know every string of hair that we have. He know our thought and our intentions. That's why even in the Bible tells us men look at the outer appearance, but God looked at the heart. What does that mean? God looked at your motives. God looked at the motives of others. God knows the thought of others towards you. And sometimes even when God reveals to people, hey, you know what? That person, that person ain't for you. That person, you're getting ready to do something. You're finna get ready to do something mighty in your life, but this person is a hindrance. This person is a distraction, not just towards your purpose, but most importantly, in my relationship with you. God does not want us to be able to be in a situation that will overwhelm us physically, financially, even spiritually. So sometimes he will allow people to leave out. Sometimes he will reveal people, but sometimes what happens? Sometimes we hold on to people and God is trying to get them out of our hands. But yet still, God is trying to bring people while we're trying to shoot people out of our life. While we're trying to shoot them out, we're trying to, look, 
or sometimes we will allow our past or the past hurt or past experience we dealt with and create a wall. But God is saying, look here, I'm trying to tear down that wall because this person is the one that's sent by me. This person is going to do you right. This person is going to upbuild you. But most importantly, this person is the one that I'm sending because I have a purpose. And this person is someone I authorized. But yet still, we hold on to people that God didn't authorize. One of the things I found out in the midst of the hardest situation. I found out there's nothing too hard for God. But we have to trust him no matter what. We have to trust God. It sounds crazy. It sounds my new. And I'm going to tell you like this. For those, um, God wants especially, he wants us to trust him in every area. But I feel the need for the younger people, the younger generation. I consider myself a young generation because we have seen so many of the older people in my parents and our grandparents' age. They have brought us to church, praising and worshiping God, all this stuff. Talk about they trust in God, and sometimes God will send a blessing. God will tell them something that's, 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 that's a revelation. All these things that God have did in the older churches. But now God is trying to do something in this generation right now. And he wants us to wake up. Now, I'm not talking about in the terminology how some people say, oh, well, I'm being woke. they saying these terminology and leaving God out of the equation. But I'll tell you this. I found out from personal experience, God will give you something that's so deep that will not only blow your mind, but blow the minds of people that are older than you, that may have been more uh, studious, maybe scholars and all that. God will give you a revelation that came from him that will blow their minds and yours. Without, I'm going to say it, without smoking weed, without alcohol being inebriated, God want to tell you, God want to talk to you. And so what better way for you to be able to start seeing God move through this current situation that you're facing right now. I found out so many nuggets, even when I went through my coronavirus experience. The one thing I began to start looking at was God was telling me after I, after I had it for a while, and even um, my other family members, after they recovered from it, and I was the only one that had it in the house, there was a lot of quiet time. There was a lot of shut-in that I had. But I found out it wasn't for my evil. It wasn't for my bad. It was for my good. God allowed me to make it. But also, not just being able to survive, but also God wanted me to start talking to him, having that deeper relationship with him, deeper conversation. Yes, God want to have a conversation with us. God want to have a conversation with you. God was concerned about every aspect of our life. So, yes, he wanted to talk. He wanted to reveal himself in a deeper way. Like I said, we hear it in the scriptures all the time about how God spoke to Moses and God was moving through Paul and all these people. But don't you know God wants to do something right now? But what happened? We put the limit on him. We put the limit on him, and unfortunately, we believe that God can move for other people. We pray for other people, and we're expecting the results for other people. We will pray and intercede for other people. But when it comes down for us praying for ourselves, 
Sometimes we feel like, well, no, I don't know. If it's God's will, I'm going to tell you something. If it's God's will, need to be out of our vocabulary. What is my question? We always say, if it's God's will, how about we find out what is God's will? What is God's will about the situation that we're facing right now? What is God's will pertaining to the situation pertaining to your child? Well, if it's God's will, they'll deliver. Look look here. Look here. We need to find out what God's will is. God's will is for us to be able to praise him, to accept him into his life. God did not intend for us to go through uh, 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 addiction and, and all that other stuff. No. We need to look at whatever we, situation that we are facing and look at what God's word said about that situation and speak it and have corresponding action pertaining to that situation. There is no, look here, I found that there is no panic in heaven, only preparation. So are we preparing ourselves? Because I found that we prepare for failure. You can prepare for failure by doing nothing at all. <laughs> We can prepare for failure by walking in fear and remaining in fear. But I always say, God did not give us the spirit of fear nor timidness, but a power of love and a sound mind, which means self-discipline, but also that sound mind. What does that deal with the mind? Your soul. God did not design for our soul to be troubled. He already said, let, your, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. We see, we say all these scriptures, and like I said, don't get me wrong. I love to not just read the Bible, but study the Bible. But we say all these scriptures. But now it's time for us to apply to our life, and this is the time for us to be able to start seeing God move. Because to be honest with you, in the midst of whatever we may face, God want to carry us through it. But the thing is. He's telling us he want to carry us through it, but what happened, we lose heart and we get discouraged in the midst of the process of us being delivered from that situation. We don't have we don't have any encouragement because we're not encouraging ourselves. I always tell people, look here, it's very important for us to be able to start find out what God word said about the situation that we're in. And it ain't like I said, if I'm a child of God and I'm obedient and I'm doing what he tells us to do. It ain't my responsibility to figure it out. It's his responsibility because he's going to be taking care of me. All I'm doing is just following the script that he gave me. So if I'm doing what he gave me by, excuse me, by law or by spiritual right, it's his responsibility to follow through what he said. Like I said, he already told us he would never leave nor forsake us nor abandon us in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the situation. He will be a shelter in the time of a storm. So in the midst of what we're dealing with, yeah, does it hurt? Yes, it's hurting. It's painful. But the main thing, no matter how much pain the devil may try to throw at us, don't let that distract us from our trust in God because God said he's going to comfort us, not ourselves. We need to stop trying to handle things ourselves and admit when we are hurting. And I don't care if you're the pastor, the preacher, the apostle, the bishop, or whatever. I tell people, look here, Carol, who you are, when you go through something, it's painful. Well, we got to admit that. Well, you know, oh, bless the Lord, everything's going to be all right. I, I'm not, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to, I'm going to suck it up. 
Shoot. And guess what? That'd be the main preacher that end up dying of a heart attack because they keep that stuff in. God wants us to release that. And there's too many of us as believers, especially as ministers, we're stressed. We're dying of hypertension. We're dying of stress, not being able to get that stuff off of our chest. We're carrying the burdens of not just of people, but also on top of us carrying the burden of people, our own burdens is on top of that. And God wants us to be able to release that. So I want to encourage each and every one of us that are going through something. I look at everything now. When situations come, when the storms of life come, what we need to do? We need to write that junk down. That's your spiritual homework assignment. Write it down. Look at what God word said about that situation. And let him take care of it, not us. God, you say it. You say it in your word. We need to recite what God word said back to him. Because if you look at it, when we recite what God's word said back to him, it also gets into our ears for it to get into our spirit to encourage us, to motivate us. Because God's word is supposed to give us life. And he already promised us, I will give you life and give you life more abundantly, which means a better quality of life. Stress ain't a better quality of life. Worry ain't no better quality of life. So it's God's responsibility to help us if we can admit that we need some help. So I want to encourage each and every one of you all who is watching this, let's stop trying to fix the problem for ourselves and on ourselves and give it to God. Use this opportunity of what you're dealing with. Let this be a measuring stick for us to look at all this time how we have relied upon other people, or even if we've relied upon our own abilities. And let's stop doing that. Being saved is more than just, oh, I'm going to, when I get to heaven, which that's our, that's my goal, getting to heaven. But also God wants us to enjoy heaven here on earth. Like I said, I have given you everything pertaining to life and godliness. Life meaning eternal life. I've given you everything pertaining to eternal life and godliness meaning living a godly life here on earth. This is not just when you die. No, he's talking about for you when you're living right here on earth. So the same God that gave us the assurance of the afterlife want to take care of us in this life. We got to understand that. You know, we sing the song all the time, especially, I'm, I'm just going to go and say it, this month is Black Music Month also. And when we think about the older songs, the, uh, doing uh, slavery and all that stuff, we talked about the hereafter. We talked about going to heaven. We talked about all that stuff. But unfortunately, many of us is still having a spiritual slavery mentality because we always talk about futuristic. But God said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Not later, now we need to stop putting God in a futuristic time box or a time capsule and put him into right now reality. That's what he want to do for us right now. Well, I guess I'll hear you uh, later on. No, look here. God, we need to talk right now. God, I need you right now. When Peter walked the water and when he was getting ready to drown, well, when he was drowning, he said, Lord, save me. Do he mean later? No, he said, 
He look, Lord, save me, save me. He was crying out for a right now help, and that's what we got to do. We got to cry for a right now help, not a later help. Oh well, you know, I don't know. Look here, I tell people, and I'm very careful for people. I love people, and and I have a lot of acquaintances. I have few friends, but a lot of acquaintances. But I'm very careful when people be praying for me. I don't allow everybody to be laying hands on me because I don't number one, I don't know your prayer life. I don't know your your Christian life. But also, I want to know because, like I said, I believe God can do the impossible. I believe God can do so much more than what we can ever phantom to think. God can do way beyond what we think he can do. But we put the limit on him. We have put God in a spiritual box. But we have gotten the devil out of the box. And we sometimes have allowed our problem or even the devil to become bigger or greater than our God. You may not have actually verbally said it, but your demonstration of your life is showing it. And I'm going to tell you something. True enough, there are times where I have had to do a spiritual evaluation to examine myself. Am I putting a limit on God? Hey, look, I'll be the first one. I tell you, I talk to myself all the time. Hey, me and God, that's the way I look at it. My conversation with God. Because some of the stuff I deal with, just everyday life, some stuff I deal with, I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. I'll be the first one, God. I need you to look. God, look, I need you. Look, I'm pretty sure sometimes he'll be looking, okay, here comes here come Brother Prater. Here come, but he don't call me. Anyway, he called me June. When we talk, June, oh, here he come or whatever, you know. Hey, God, it's me again. You know, look, here, I don't mind going to God. And also, for you to know, God wants you to go to him. And also, I will say this, because I feel the need to say this. There are so many people who believe, well, the, well, you know, you're not supposed to question God. What does it say that? The Bible tells us to come before the throne boldly. That doesn't mean arrogant, but we come in reference. But sometimes when your child is hurt, sometimes, Mama, I don't understand. Dad, I don't understand. Do you think you're going to be whooping? Shut up. Don't you ask me no question like that. When you love your child and that your child is hurting, you want to embrace them. Sometimes you may answer them immediately. Sometimes you may answer them later on. Sometimes you may not answer them at all because sometimes there's no need for an answer when the child is getting what they really needed, that, that comfort from their parent. Well, if that can happen in the physical, what about the spiritual? God wants us to come to him. Look here. Like I said, I don't mind throwing myself under the bus because I want you to understand how God wants us to come to him and talk to him. I told God, God, when I lost my sister, God, I'm hurt. There was a, there was a lyric in, in, uh, in Prince's song, The Most Beautiful Girl in the World, and it says, how can I get through days when I can't get through hours? I said, God, I don't know what I'm I don't know. I mean, shucks. We just found that she passed away a couple of a couple of minutes ago, and I I can't even phantom as hurtful as I am that I just found that I lost her a few minutes ago. What am I gonna do for the rest of my life? Be real with God, but before we be real with God, we gotta be real with ourselves. We gotta look here. I have it. I have it around over here. When it come to here, though, when it come down to it. 
come down to our relationship with God, we got to take the mask off. We got to take our mask off. We got to talk to God. We got to be real with God. So many of us as believers, yes, we've had our spiritual mask on for so long. And we're trying to, we think we're fooling people, but everybody knows that you're hurt. Everybody knows that you're going through. You're just fooling yourself thinking, oh, I can hide it. But people are seeing the results of your hurt. God wanted to take the mask off and he wanted to spiritually vaccinate us with his healing. There is no more of a spiritual quarantine. I'm not talking about the natural quarantine called the uh, uh, coronavirus. I'm not talking about that. But the spiritual pandemic is over when God wants you to take your mask off. Be real with him. No more facade. No more faking and shaking. Look here. You ain't got to make people or try to make people think you're tough and bad and you've been saved all your life. You ain't never been through nothing or you've never been hurt. That devil is a lie. Look here. I'll be the first one. God, look, I need your help. And that's what God wants us to do. Be real with him. Because that's when the true help is going to come, when we be real with God. And if we can be real with God, he can be for real with us and show up and show out in our life. But understand, even in my situation, I have to look at not only myself to be healed through the grace of God, through the help of God, but also my son is dependent upon me. The people that I may be facing in life, I may be ministering to in life. They're dependent upon me. They're dependent upon me to, for me to be healed, for me in my relationship with God, so that way I can be of uh, an assistance to them. We can be an asset, not a liability in the lives of people. Yes, sometimes we are liabilities to people. You know, I've, I had someone to try to talk to me and encourage me when I was going through, and the funny thing about it, when I was going through, they came to try to talk to me and minister to them, but it shifted, and I ended up ministering to them. They meant well, but the thing was, they weren't ready. So I want to tell you, in the midst that you're dealing with right now, this situation that you're dealing with, um, like I always said, I said it earlier, write it down. Write down what you're dealing with. Write it down. That's your home, That's your spiritual homework assignment. And what I found out in the things that we've dealt with, in the in the hardest storm that we've dealt with, in the situation that we've dealt with, that God has carried us out of, comes your ministry. That becomes part of the purpose that God has for you. Like I said, God already knew in advance what you were going to do, what you were going to go through. So in us praising and worshiping God, like I said, in our praising and worshiping to God, it, it's like putting a coat, and it coats, it softens the blow of the storms that we face in the journey that we take. It helps us. I found out worship is a stress reliever. Shoot. Like I said, some of the stuff I face, some of the stuff you face if you be real with yourself. You know, when you found out that your your relationship was over with, where you thought, oh, I don't know how I'm going to live without that person. You know, who going to help me take care of these kids and all that stuff? But God still provided for you. You were thinking that this person was going to come to help you, but God would let you know, hey, quit depending upon them and start depending upon him. 
God will let you know, if you trust me, all you got to do is keep your eyes on me, and I will be the one to distribute your help, sometimes from the unlikeliest source. But what happens, sometimes we try to figure it out, I already worked it out. And God is telling you, hey, quit using your brain and start using your obedience. God wants us to start listening to him. Stop trying to manipulate people to have them to help you when God is trying to allow them to get out your life for him to send the real help that's not going to use you, that's not going to try to uh, 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 let your business be out in the street. Yeah, I did this for him. I did this for her, all that stuff. Mm-mm. You got to start looking at the people that you allow into your life because there are some people that you allow into your life and to your heart. I don't care if they say, oh, I'm, I'm pastor so-and-so, I'm Reverend so-and-so, so Look here, I tell people, look here, I don't care what they say. Yeah, you can be saved all you want. That doesn't matter. I want to see how you're walking. I want to see how you behave. That's what matters. God wants you to stop being duped by people. God wants you to stop being manipulated by people. God wants you to stop allowing yourself to fall for the okido by trusting everybody that they say that they are saved or all that stuff. Uh-uh. Being saved, let the ashes speak for them. Look here. When someone sends someone to bless you, to help you, they ain't got to tell you that they saved and, and feel or delivered. All you got to do is watch them. The Spirit of God will reveal to you. It will let you know there's a peace that comes with them. Also, the results of, hey, look here. They ain't got your business out in the street. They're going to have your best interest at heart. But what do we do? Well, you know, I'm just trying to help. I am so, so, so over us as Christians being used by folks. But God wants us to be able to be helped. And for us to be able to, first of all, rely upon him. Because God is going to carry us through it. Even if Nobody want to help us. God is going to provide. Listen, if God will provide for the man of God that was in the brook, to being fed by a raven, do you understand that that story? That story is so dynamic because God allowed a raven to feed the man of God. And for those that don't know, why do they say a, a raven? They specifically said a raven because the raven's nature is to be a meat eater, a selfish meat eater. But God provided the man of God because he was at the place that God told him to be at, and God began to send a selfish animal, a mammal, a, 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 a bird, raven, a selfish raven to freely give and provide for the man of God because he was obedient. And that's what's going to carry us through whatever storm of life that we are in, that we will face, and that we're coming out of. Let your praise, let your worship to God be the first line of defense when it comes down to facing things in life. No matter what it is, no matter what it is, that that would get God's attention. When you can praise him, when you can worship him in the midst of your hurt, 
in the midst of your uncertainty, in the midst of your misunderstanding, in the midst of your heartbreak, your disappointments, all these things, you give God the responsibility to take care of you and provide for you because your resource will fail, but your main source, God, won't fail. So I want to encourage each and every one of us, whatever we face him, God promised to be with us no matter what we face. God will be with us, but we have to remind ourselves that he's with us. But also on the same token, if God with us, who can be against us? But also if God is with us, God is not willing to be with us for us to give up. If God didn't give up on us, then why should we give up on him? But also, if God did not give up on us, not only why should we give up on him, but why should we give up on ourselves? Why should we give up on the person that God did not give up on? Something to think about. So no matter what the devil may try to do, what circumstance or situation comes, do not give up because it ain't over. Victory is not outside of your reach. It's within your reach. Victory is within your grasp, but you got to keep on going. You got to keep on pressing. Do not let the devil stop you from pressing, from pushing. The devil trying to paralyze somebody right now. The devil trying to make a person consider giving up, throwing in the towel based upon what you physically see. But God is trying to help you to start looking within the spirit for what you can spiritually see. The devil don't want you to see what you can spiritually see because if you spiritually see what God sees, you know what you'll do? Thanking God for even in the midst of what you're facing right now, it ain't over. It ain't all of it. Understand, everything that's established here on earth, it first came within a spirit. And so what we have to do is start looking within the spirit instead of our natural senses because our natural senses would discourage us. But our spiritual senses will encourage us. And so God wants you to be encouraged in the midst of whatever you're facing, in the midst of whatever you're dealing with, to let you know that the same God that did it for the people in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, can do it for you in your new day. And always think about, weeping may endure but a night, but joy will come in the morning. That morning is a new day. Don't give up on this day. When God has a new day, another day for you, the devil wants you to give up, throw in a towel before morning comes. Why do you think it's so many depression, so much depression comes at night? Because the devil tries his hardest to have a spiritual abortion before morning comes. But I want to encourage each and every one who may be watching, who may be listening, who may be considering giving up. There may be someone, if you be real with it, there may be somebody who may have thought about just giving up on life, giving up on their relationship with God, even giving up on their marriage. Yes, giving up on their marriage. Somebody who just didn't know what to do. Somebody that felt like, you know what, I'm just going to end it all. Uh-uh. What did God say? What did God tell you? Now, I will say this. When I talk about giving up on your marriage, hey, I'm talking about a marriage that was non-abusive, a marriage that, you know, uh, that you were not disrespected, you were not threatened. I ain't, I'm not talking about those who may have been threatened. If you've been, been threatened, if you've been uh, 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 abused or whatever like that, then you need to go. First of all, you need to get 
uh, legal assistance and also get the authorities in it. Yes, get the authorities in it. If you've been if you've been abused, if you've been threatened, all that stuff. Hey, get the law in, and and I I'm, I'm just gonna say this. Please, please, as people of God, we got to use wisdom. Well, I'm gonna pray about. It. I'm pray about it. But you know what? You can be praying right there and still get your head blown off. God wants you to use wisdom, cause understand you could be praying, but you're dealing with somebody who ain't saved. In other words, they ain't listening to God. So you need to be careful and get the law involved. And then when the law is involved in all that stuff, then you know what? When they in jail, when you get away, then you can praise and thank God. But we got to be active in doing something because God is going to do something for us, but we have to trust him in the aspect of our life. I just had to throw that in there because, you know, it's so, it's so much stuff going on right now. I've seen too many, too many people have lost their lives in the past couple of weeks, weeks because of domestic violence. So, of course, domestic violence have always, domestic violence and toxic relationships have always been one of my topics I've spoken about, and that was before I lost my sister. And now, oh, yeah, I'm going to talk about it. It's a very sensitive subject to me because once I hear about domestic violence, oh, no, uh-uh. So, I, look, actually, that was one of the messages I was going to speak on today. Uh, I was going to talk to the guys, and I was going to say to the men who may be giving threats or whatever like that, look here, man, uh, you need help, and you need to leave the women alone. They can always pick on and threaten women, but they don't want to deal with a dude. They don't want to deal with a man. So you need to get some help. And I'm not saying that out of being sarcastic or whatever like that, but God did not authorize you to take a life. He didn't. You didn't give a life, and you can't take a life. So I just wanted to throw that out there. But going to God wanted to do so much for us, but we got to trust him in every area of our life. And so whatever you face him, Whatever you're facing, can you ask God to help you to see that everything's going to be all right? If you trust in God, if you have God in your life, if you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, do you actually think that he allowed you to live another day for you to die where you at? I want you to think about that. So if those who may be watching, who may be listening, who may feel like, well, you know, um, we've been talking about all this. I, I, I need. I don't know what to do. I want to invite you. I want to. I want to. End, I want to uh, introduce you to someone that will help you. Look, I can't help you. I can only refer you to the person who can help you, who can supply all your needs and your wants and your desires, and can help you twenty four seven. It used to be Walmart with 24-7, but during this pandemic, even Walmart have uh, 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 closing hours. Even 7-Eleven has closing hours, but God Almighty does not have any closing hours. You can pray 24-7, and you don't need anybody to come in between you all. Well, you know, uh, 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 you can't reach God. You know, you got to go through me. Look here. Only one person you need to go through, and it ain't man. It's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Romans 10 and 9 tells us, Thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, and believe with the heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So understand, God has so much for us. And he wants you to accept his son, Jesus Christ, as your personal Savior, and not just accept you 
accepting him into your life, into your heart, but also into your situation. Allow him to come into that situation. No longer block him out of it. Invite him in and let him help you in that situation. So we want to touch and agree, whatever that may be going on, we're going to give it to God and leave it there. Dear Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. We're coming to you right now, God. First of all, God, to help us, God, and forgive us for anything we said or thought or thought or felt that was unlike you, God. We ask you, God, for forgiveness, and we receive your forgiveness. We come in right now, God, ask you, God, to help us in every area of our lives, God. We have fallen short so many times, but God, we ask you to help us right now, God. First of all, God, to accept you into our hearts and also to accept you into our situation right now, God. God, we have tried to fix the problem, and we have failed so many times. So, God, we yielding our, our rights, our will to you, and we accept what you say about the situation right now. In in the name of Jesus. God, we speaking right now, God. Help us, God, in the endurance that we need, God. Not only going in the situation, but going through it and getting out of it right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, there are some who may be watching right now, God, who have dealt with depression, God, who have dealt with loneliness, God, who have dealt with hurt, God, who have dealt with uncertainty right now, God. God, there are some who may be watching, God, that they've been hurting for so long that they don't know how long they can last, God, because of the hurt, God. People have been hurt for so long, they have become immune to the hurt, God, immune to the pain. So, God, we speak it right now, God, that you Lift every burden right now. Lift and remove the pain right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speaking, God, that you raise up every bow down here right now. In the name of Jesus, instead of binding everything you stand for, we counsel your assignment right now in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for removing every negative thought, every negative word that have came forth right now. Regardless if we have accepted from Satan or even if people have told us ourselves right now, in the name of Jesus, God, we speaking, God, that you help us, God, to see things as in your perspective right now, God. Accept, God, from your perspective, from your word right now. In the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for the testimony that's coming from this, God. We thank you, Lord, for the healing, God. We thank you, Lord, for the restoring right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, Lord, for saving lives and for saving souls right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, Lord, for bringing healing, even in the hospital room right now, God. Those who may be sick right now, God, touch and heal their bodies right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speaking, God, healing from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we're speaking right now, God. Even those who may be in the uh, like the psychiatric ward right now, God, those who may have felt like giving up, God, those who may have felt like throwing in a towel right now, God, God, let them know right now, God, that you still have hope for them, God. God, God, help them, God, to see the hope that you have in them, God, and help them, God, to receive it for themselves right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking, God, that you remove every suicidal thought right now, God, every suicidal attempt, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking right now, God, even those who may be playing on seeking revenge or doing hurtful things to others right now, God. God, we speak right now, God, that you intervene right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, change the course of the situation right now, God. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, for what you've already done, God. We thank you, Lord, not just for what you've done, but most importantly for who you are, God. Thank you, Lord, for being our Savior, our Redeemer right now, God. And we embrace you right now, God.
God. We thank you. We praise you. We magnify you, God, for everything that you are right now, God. And we give you the glory and the honor and the praise right now. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in. For those who may want to contact me, I'm Brother Prater. You can catch me on Facebook. I'm Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater. Piers and Paul are also on um, Facebook. You can see my daily devotions and uh, videos. Also, for those who uh, want to go on my website at brotherprater.com, you will see my daily devotions and upcoming events and also personal appearances. Also, for uh, for those who are interested, they can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men to the needs of their family, but also give a, a glimpse uh, to the young ladies what the definition of a man is and what the definition of a man ain't. But also, I have a book called The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, and that book is talking the life and the journey with my sister, Sheila Prater, who's unfortunately was uh, taken from us due to domestic violence. So I want to thank each and every one of you all who are tuning in, and I thank you so much for allowing me into your home, into your life. I want to thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you all so much, and thank you for listening to Rick Nate Mohawk Podcast. God bless you, and good night.